How's it going, fans? It has been a interesting last few days here uh, for Orange County soccer fans. Many of you getting excited for a match that was supposed to take place this evening, but it didn't take place. And uh, got to thank the weather for that. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. It's a one-two, Godoy, he's found a great ball in it, Voltsin, plenty of time, he smashes it off and doubles the visitors' lead, Thomas Zena Voltsin. Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. Little handsy there, crosses it, Pineda, the extra pass, Seaton finishes! It rolls down to his left and bearing aside. Well taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! And it's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black SoccerCast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I am your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm, I'm dry. Didn't didn't get uh, rained on too much. So, you know, taking what I can. Yeah, um, I, I think yourself, myself, I think we are ready or excited to get our first glimpse of action from these Orange County Soccer Club players. Uh, they had a match scheduled for this evening against Vistel Kobe that got called off late yesterday due to all the downpour of rain that we've had recently. And although maybe it wasn't as bad today, there were still some patches of some pretty bad rain. And it's pretty understandable why that match had to get canceled. Uh, Dylan, were you pretty surprised by the match getting canceled? Uh, no, not at all. I got a, a nice little tip off from a uh, fellow County Line Coalition member who happened to stop by the stadium yesterday afternoon and spotted uh, a good amount of standing water. Um, I guess where the benches go, the field uh, has a couple inches of standing water. The corners are in pretty bad shape. So no big surprise there. Um, but it is a little bit frustrating. But we've had so far in the four, or I guess now five days of the month, um, so far, we've had 2.21 inches of rain just in Irvine, um, which is uh, five and a half times more than uh, last February, the entirety of last February. Um, so it's it's something. Um, yeah, so far this month, I think, is the fourth or fifth highest total in three years. Um, and we're only five days into the month. So uh, no big surprise that I got called off with how much rain there is. Um, but maybe we get like a like a wakeboarding competition or something on the, on the pitch in the meantime. I doubt the city would even allow that to happen. Um, to be honest, um, it's better to ask for uh, <laughs> forgiveness than I guess. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. You probably can't see what's going on on the screen for our listeners, but there's some images coming up of what the field or what the pitch looks like, what the stadium looks like. Some of the pictures so, show some water out there on the pitch. Some of them, are not as you know detailed as far as the water goes, but you definitely could see some puddles showing up there. Um, you know, I, I know one of the Counterline Coalition members went out there. I got there shortly after he did. We both got some pictures. We both could probably uh, you know say that the field was definitely not any condition to to play any kind of match, especially a preseason match. Can understand if it was a regular season match or even a playoff match, then yeah, you you know the show must go on. Uh, but for a preseason, especially for Orange County, it would have been their first preseason match of the uh, preseason. Guess I said that crazily, but uh, and I'm just adding more crazy words like I always do. But you know, being that it was preseason and there's no need to even risk player injuries, there's no need to risk ruining the field before the actual games that count come around. You know, it, it's understandable that 
the game had to get canceled. You feel bad a little bit, though, for Vassell Kobe, who made the trip out here, and two of their matches got canceled due to this freak rain that we had, this not normal rain that we had here in Southern California. Yeah, but it's all right. They got to um, play earlier today up in Carson at the, uh, um, not on the main field um, at Subhub Center, but the, I guess if you want to say Los Dos Field, um, the one that we always play on. They got, they got to play there today in front of the uh, the academy kids and some of the academy uh, instructors, academic instructors, that is. Go academy for yeah. other teams. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm sad that we didn't get to make it out there tonight, uh, but apparently it's supposed to be pretty cold out as well. So maybe it's a good thing we didn't all head out there to watch the match and deal with uh, that really cold weather. Yeah, they make jackets. And you know you're going to get stick from everyone else. Uh, all those other people who live in places where it's been, you know, 100 degrees Fahrenheit colder than it's been this past week than it is here currently. Um, so how unsensitive of me. Or yeah. insensitive. Insensitive. Wow. Yes. That's how many mistakes? I need to There's keep already like, Yeah, we need to keep a tally. I think that's like five already in this. <laughs> this dictionary yeah. is just going to get really, really slowed down, that project, just from tonight. Yeah. I'm just thrown off. You know, I was planning on us meeting up at the stadium before the match, doing a quick little half-hour pregame slash podcast episode for this week with not much news going on other than the, the preseason beginning and, and the Cell Kobe match. So maybe that's, I'm just throwing off my game today because of it. I'm wearing a new microphone, all this fun stuff. Yeah, no, I think you're allowed to be. Um, looks like a same old, same old beer for you, though. So, Actually, uh, it isn't. We'll throw it out there. It's uh, this thing right here. How is it? It's pretty good. Tastes all like right. coffee. You'll have to save me one, and I will, uh, I'll give it a shot. It's my last one right here. So, uh... Never mind. I'll go get my own. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, talk about this. What's, uh, what were you possibly expecting to see out of the club tonight? Uh, being that it was going to be their first match. Uh, I still think, uh, we haven't heard of any solid signings yet as far as goalkeepers or center defense from the club. I know, uh, you got a chance recently to sort of be out of practice, I believe, or at least see some of the action or some of the, the training sessions going on, Dylan. Um, any, any thought ideas? Of what you um, would have seen? Oh, well, we've heard a lot the last couple of weeks. I'm um, talking to um, Oliver, of course, that he does expect Aaron Savantes to play. And we've got a couple uh, keepers trialing with us right now. Um, and so I'd be interested to see how um, Aaron would be able to set up his defense um, and, and organize guys that, you know, some of them are probably a good 10 years, uh, maybe. I think this year probably just closer to 10 years older than he is. Um, it'll be a little curious to see if we get that later on this week. Um, so that's mostly what I'm uh, missing out on seeing. But I'm also kind of um, already pretty aware of how um, they play in 11-11, having uh, watched probably about 45 minutes of training last week um, and a couple of minutes earlier this week. Um they look good, uh, but I think they do need that match time. So I think the big, uh, the big loss is the ninety minutes of uh, actual competitive play that they're not going to get in total. I should say most of those guys are only going to get forty-five minutes, but still, that's uh, forty-five minutes for a good amount of them to try and impress because we do have a a pretty big group uh, training with us right now, and obviously a lot of those guys have not been official signings. Um. And probably a good portion of those guys might not actually end up signing at all with the club, but you know they got to have those opportunities to to earn their spots um, and and make the make the roster. So when we last spoke, uh, or since we've last spoken uh, or last recorded a podcast, there has been one roster announcement that was announced by the club, and that's. It's actually local uh, youth player played, I believe, locally at high school, played at Concordia University, uh, and now he is signing a professional contract with the club. That's uh, Connor Gordon. 
don't I don't personally know much about Connor Gordon. I haven't really got a chance to look into it much. I just know that he started following our Twitter account about a week or two before the signing was announced. So my, you know, I, I noticed that and I, we talked with the front office and sort of got an idea. Yeah, that probably means the guy is going to sign with the team, but we just wanted to wait to make sure anything was official. Uh, it was officially announced this past week. Uh, Dylan, uh, I, I know we maybe find out some information on and maybe pull up some stats. Were you able to find anything on Connor Gordon or I've, newest signing? I've, yeah, I've got the stats for you. Um, between 24 and 2017. I uh, played 47 games, started 45 of those, and uh, had 32 goals and 15 assists in that time. Took 137 shots, um, had 80 of those on uh, on goal. So just, just under 60% of those, really. Uh, he's obviously an attack-minded uh, midfielder with those kind of stats. Um, I wouldn't expect him play a huge role in our... Uh, midfield this season, given the um, the depth that we already have, and uh, of course the the leadership and the uh, the known success of of Aiden Quinn, but I do think that uh, playing underneath Aiden Quinn and alongside those guys and training alongside them every day is going to be a big portion of uh, developing him into a, a stronger and a I'd say obviously, of course, a better player. Um, so hopefully that you know, if we do lose Andy Quinn to what's most likely going to end up being a uh, do not say uh, it, Dylan. Do not say it. Okay, I won't say it, but um, that we have someone there that could do the same job. You know, we've got a Sebastian to play who can uh, who's a little bit more defensively minded. So that takes care of you know the future at least two of those roles, and then you know there's always a third one, and we've got that wealth of talent in uh, in orange county and in southern california and it's nice to to see us uh, dipping into that and uh picking up a guy um i know he played with the uh the u23 team for a couple of years uh, in between those uh, soccer seasons at concordia and it seemed like they were impressed with what they saw and so he's gotten that opportunity and i guess in a way you can see uh you can consider it being promoted to the first team um so good for him i mean i'm looking forward to to seeing uh, just what he can do. And I always think when you get some of these local players, uh, the fans definitely tend to uh, have a little bit more. uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Maybe they just, they're willing to support him a little bit more because you're getting this local talent. Some, someone that has proven themselves locally uh, and really shown that path to pro that, that USL likes to advertise and we like to, you know, they like to tout that. And Orange County, you know, over the last few seasons, they've been able to get some of those local talent players to sign with the club and really show that the path to pro is a real thing out here. Uh, you know, we talked about it with the uh, the way the club is set up for players that are potentially giving up scholarship opportunities to, to turn pro uh, before college happens. And it's just great to see local talent. Uh, it, it's a, a way to help build the local fan base. Uh, when you have a local player who has friends and family that are local, you're going to have more opportunity to bring them out and turn them into supporters of the club. Uh, and again, local fan bases. I mean, you, I think we've talked about stories with uh, Ami Pineda uh, and, you know, knowing, I, I think you personally sharing a pen with him or something in the past. So it helps with that, uh, that awesome, you know, local players that, that the fans can relate to, that the fans may see, you know, out in a town. And that's an awesome thing to see with that. And, uh, you know, apparently Connor Gordon's an awesome scorer. Uh, you know, it's going to be different playing in the USL as opposed to whatever division Concordia University falls under for NCAA or, you know, or whatnot. So, but it's, it's just going to be an amazing thing to see. And hopefully he'll help an impact when he has the opportunities out there. Yeah, it's uh, it's NCAA D two, um, but I think especially here, and uh, if you look at some of the teams that they play against and the uh, his stats against some of those teams, he should he should stack up pretty well. Um, of course, not against the the big teams. Um, he he would probably get shut down pretty well against the the Phoenixes of the division, but um, you know, there's a big. Uh, 
disparity in talent in this in this league, especially in the West. And so, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he got some minutes um, against you know teams like Tulsa um, or maybe uh, Oklahoma City, depending on how they stack up this year and um, and see what or try and show what he can do. Be nice, you know. Again, hopefully the weather permits. I think looking at the weather, I checked it shortly before we came on for the broadcast that it looks like it's going to be dry over the next few days, which means the Thursday preseason matchup against Toronto FC should be a go. Hopefully the field has been able to recover by then. I mean, again, uh, when I was there yesterday, there was some decent puddles out there and you know, that field's going to be pretty saturated even come Thursday or come Friday. I'm sorry. When Toronto FC is supposed to come to town to face orange County, hopefully the wonderful city of Irvine can find a way to make the pitch playable. And the team is able to get a nice, good 90 minutes of run out there, not only for the fans to get a chance to see the players, but just for the team to get a chance to get some work in and players like Connor Gordon, give him a chance to get to know his teammates and give the coaching staff a chance to see what he's able to do. Absolutely. But that game is on Friday. Yeah, Friday. I know. I I think I said Thursday at first. So yeah, you it did. is you Friday. Did. I, I I went on to uh to the to the interwebs and checked to see what the actual uh what the actual game day is. So well let's talk about Toronto FC then while we're sort of there. They recently played a preseason match, albeit I think it was sort of a split squad uh, a few Absolutely. days ago. Uh, a few days ago, they were supposed to play a match against Vassell Kobe actually at Championship Soccer Stadium. And they also had some of their squad out in Vegas to face the Las Vegas Lights FC, Amas, crazy guys, you know, whatever you want to call them out there in Vegas. Uh, unfortunately, the game out here in Irvine got canceled again due to the wonderful weather we've been having, the unnormal Southern California rain that we have been having. And Dylan has talked about a little bit. But the part of the squad that was out in Vegas didn't fare too well against Las Vegas Lights. And I think Las Vegas fans are already sort of now leaning towards its championship season since their squad was able to demolish an MLS squad, albeit a partial MLS squad. Uh, I know it's preseason. I know we don't know much about our squad yet, uh, you know, especially with the newer players. And we don't know much of what's going on with Toronto FC and, if, you know, who's going to be playing in these this type of a match. Uh, what would be your expectations out there with Toronto of coming to town to face our guys? You know, honestly, if we could be somewhat competitive, um, depending on what squad shows up, of course, they won't be split. Um, but they do have the likes of guys. Um, the one off the top of my head would be uh, Laurent Simon from uh, LAFC. LAFC pretty recently. Um, and they do have Josie. Oh yeah, he he plays, um, but I don't think he's going to be much of a threat. I forgot that dude exists. If I'm completely honest, um, I don't think that it's going to be another a blowout, um, and I don't think that these guys uh, from Toronto are going to be too worried about um, saving face after losing five one. Um, obviously, I wasn't at the game uh, in in Vegas. But Vegas is an extremely difficult place to play because of how their fans are. And it was a pretty big group um, out there. I, I noticed that Vegas has become the new um, attendance team. So that's wonderful. They're fully embracing the heel of the USL. But I think as long as defensively, um, Orange County is pretty solid. It should be somewhat of a decent game. Um, realistically, I should, you know, I don't think we'll win, um, but I think that the guys that are there to try and uh, impress the coaching staff are going to be putting in big performances, and hopefully it's uh, a level-headed performance as well, and without nerves. Um, that being said, with it being the first game, after missing out uh, with the the Vistle match tonight, could be a little nervy for some of them, uh, and hopefully defensively there's no uh, needless or errant cards. It's one of those things that's hard when, you, when you're when you dealing with the friendly uh, or preseason match, however you want to say it. 
uh, yeah, as a fan, you of course want to, if you're going to pay money to go to the game and see the players, you want to see the best team possible. You want to see, uh, you know, the best quality soccer you can get, but the expectations got to be set. It's preseason. It's basically going to be orange County's first chance at any kind of meaningful action out there uh, on the pitch. And although they've been going through training, they've, they've been training now for a couple weeks here, getting ready for the season still a massive difference when you're going from a training session to actual game time on a pitch with referees or officials and with another team actually trying to score goals on you. And so it's one of those things, you know, as a want to see the best of the best, but Realistically, what I want to see is I want to see what these younger, newer players can provide. So I want to see, you know, what a Charlie Adams can bring out to the team, what, uh, you know, Connor uh, Connor Gordon can bring to the team. The guy with the last name that I'm not going to try to attempt because I'm not uh, any bit knowledgeable on French or the language, but Sebastian. You just kind of roll the R and then you leave off the S. Yeah. You know, I'm part Mexican yeah. and I'm horrible at rolling my R, so I'm not even going to try it. Just uh, clear your throat. Just say de and then say just the like key, hock, and then just like hockalogi out while I'm trying to talk. Yeah, but not onto the camera because then yeah. no one will be able to see uh, that wonderful jersey and then your face. <laughs> okay, total side note. And I, I know this, you just because this whole conversation happened when my oldest son was like, a, no, I don't even know if he was a year old. He was laughing so hard, he hawked up a loogie of like milk or whatever he had in his stuck in his throat, just because he was laughing so hard. And we caught we caught it on video. I'm gonna uh, one of these episodes. I'm gonna try and locate that old video and I'll play it for y'all so you can see what I'm talking about. It, it was it's a classic moment. I'm sure no one really wants to see it, but I'm gonna locate that video in a future episode and I'll I'll get it on our broadcast. Um, you know, you told everyone about this. I'm sure everyone's just really looking forward to it. Like, oh, you know, I really wanted to watch our team just... play against Andres Iniesta and Lucas Belowski and David Villa, but instead I can watch Ray's kid spit out some milk. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 uh, it's a cool video. I'll, I'll look for it. I'll put it on uh, cliffhanger. Make sure you follow us on the upcoming episodes. I don't. I'm not going to tell you which episode it'll be on. So if you want to see that, you'll have to just check each and every episode and actually watch our live stream live on YouTube instead of listening just to the podcast on Radio Public or whatever podcast player you listen to us on. Um, well, oh yeah, uh, Harry Forster. I don't know if I've heard anything from the club, if he's in town now. I don't know if when you were out there, if you saw him at all or if he still hadn't made it out to California yet. He's uh, not yet here. Um, he's supposed to get here on Friday. So he potentially will or will not. What do you think? Uh, odds of him playing on Friday probably not good right those odds are nil no that's a really hard flight um from what's most likely going to be London um London to LAX that is a really hard flight to recover from um that's going to take him like probably a good three four days at least (sighs) to get ready or uh to recover from I'd expect him probably to play against uh, the last three, the last against the uh, collegiate teams, starting with uh, San Diego on the 16th. So you, you say that that trip is a difficult thing to make. I, I'm going to say this, and and I know I'm not an expert when it comes to Scottish football or, you know, in America, we call it soccer. Uh, but I, I would assume almost anything when you when you've been in. Uh, a classic old firm match Rangers versus Celtic uh, anything else, you know, in this world is probably pretty simple. Cause from what I hear, I've never really watched one of those matches, but from what I hear, that's one of the most intense rivalries and uh, it's, it's, it's war out there. I, again, I haven't seen it, but this is just what I've heard. It's always when, if you Google a list of like the most intense soccer rivalries, they're always one of the top two or three uh, listed that old firm. Uh, Derby uh, out there in in Scotland. It's, it's pronounced Derby, but um, I'm gonna yeah, call I mean, it you've got the whole sectarian America, thing, right? and that <laughs> adds a whole other level beyond the the political. Um, it's you know that's truly rooted, and it gets about as uh, socioeconomic as you can get with a with a Derby. Um, so it's wild, and uh, it's, I think I, 
Yeah. I think we need to set up some uh, CLC road trips to just go watch random soccer across the world. You know, maybe yeah. we'll, get a- well, we're going to drive because it's a road trip. We're going to drive to Scotland. To Scotland. Yeah. So we're going to get one of those right. amphibious duck boat things that you can rent in Boston. And we'll just, just drive it across the entirety of the Atlantic Ocean. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say don't get one from Missouri, but that's just insensitive. Um, Yeah done those duck boat things are pretty cool just sucks when weather happens um what else to talk about i mean this is one of those weird episodes because again when i started planning for this episode a few days ago i was hoping that the match would still happen tonight so i was really thinking this was going to be a a shorter half hour episode not much news has happened from what's been going on with orange county soccer club uh, over the past week so it's one of those things where it's I was hoping just for something where we could just chat a little bit, preview a match, and go from there. Um, what else do we have going on? Well, we've got a, a new website for those of you that would like to take a look. Ray took the initiative here and uh, decided to shake things up for us um, and, and designed a, a new website on, uh, what was it, with the help of Squarespace, correct? Yep, it's on it, it's hosted on Squarespace. So, uh, but I went to try and just create something a little bit, I guess, sexier. We we were using <laughs> we were using Google Sites, which is a free option for people that host sites, but it's very limited on what you can do with it. Uh, not much has changed. It's still the same type of menu layout and all that, but it's going to give us a lot more opportunities to uh, do some easier stuff on our old sites had to every time i added something new i had to move everything manually one step back so that i could put the new thing on top Uh, with squarespace it'll automatically be able to populate things on top it's gonna uh, allow us to be a little bit more uh, user friendly uh, with what we're doing um yeah it's cool go check it out let us think we're i'm gonna make some changes to it it's uh basically our I, i guess in the modern day terms it's like our beta of the website it's not 100 completed uh if you go on to like our calendar it only has a couple of matches on there so far but uh it's something that i've just been toying with over the last couple weeks and i decided let's just get it rolled out let's get it going uh, and uh go with it it's it's cool though because our actual our logos on there instead of just you know words that say orange and black soccer cast that's that's the most important part of it i think yeah, and on the uh, <laughs> similar front of things, as a Beautiful Game Network uh, podcast, they have recently uh, upped their game. Sorry, let me rewind there for a second. They have recently raised their game, trademark. And uh, so we've now got a little bit of a uh, merchandise thing going with Teespring. Um, so you can get mugs or hoodies. Um, if you love our logo, phone get cases, tank tops. T-shirts, V-necks, whatever. Um, that's probably most of what we've got. But, uh, you know, if for some reason you feel the need to uh, advertise for us, by all means, please yep. do. Um, please do. And it'll I help wanted to get a phone case, but I couldn't the and... phone's too old. So <laughs> that's the thing. It'll help support the costs associated with running a podcast. For those of you that do not know, podcasts are not something that we can do for free. There's always costs associated whether it's purchasing equipment, hosting our audio somewhere, uh, you know, having a, a, a working website, and then just Dylan and myself, our time. I mean, we do not get paid for what we do. We do this basically for the love of soccer uh, to get some, you know, experience doing this type of work and and whatnot. Uh, we're hoping over the next uh, maybe month or so, I'm, I'm really am hoping to re, uh, re-up our game or up our game, not re-up, up our game, and get some more written stuff on there and actually in-house written stuff and not just linking to outside articles. Uh, so what's going to happen with our new build on our website, it's really going to be just our own writing stuff. We're not going to uh, have stuff that links out to a bunch of different pages. Although we love all the information that comes from all those other pages, we really want to focus more on our written stuff. We're going to try and uh, have some game recaps and previews and uh, some hard-hitting journalistic editorials that – we can possibly get out of Dylan um, if he wants wow. to. Wow, dang! You're like you're really putting me uh, <laughs> putting the pressure on early. Um, here's here's what yeah, I'll no, say. I'm definitely trying to do those things. Yeah, no, 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 and it's all. I mean, again, this is all this right now for Dylan and I. This is a work in progress. Again, we don't really 
make any money out of this. We've just started this and we've been on as a podcast for less than a year now. Uh, typically a podcast, you know, you have to really build it up and it takes time. And uh, this that's what we're trying to work on. So that's part of this whole rebuild of the website, make our website look a little bit nicer uh, and uh, get a little bit more written stuff on there. By the way, if anyone is at all interested in joining our team and, and maybe contributing to our website as a writer or even joining us as a podcast member, if you want to come and actually talk with Dylan and I and, 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 and do it, let us know. Hit us up. There's actually a contact page on our website. You can just shoot us a message on there and let us know. We're, we're, we're definitely open to bring in new talent that would like to join us and help us out in this awesome journey that's called sports media, sports coverage lower league soccer podcasting i don't know whatever it is it's a labor of love and you're definitely uh not gonna get paid <laughs> as things stand as but of now but we're working on how we're rewarding trying. it is i feel so rewarded every time i do this well um, you know in the end it, it's, it's the highlight of my week it's an awesome thing it's fun uh it, it, you get experience if if you're a aspiring journalist it's a great way to get some experience if that's what you're needing so let us know Oh, well, you know, we just did like a nice little like two minute advertisement for joining the podcast. If you want to join our team, let us know. Um, What else? Let's just I guess let's get into some random stuff here because right. there's not really there's not really much Orange County Soccer Club stuff to talk about this week. Unfortunately, with the matches getting canceled or the match getting canceled tonight and not much news coming out of the club. Um, I, I will start off with it. And this is just, uh, you know, nice little fun thing here and. I'm, I'm just saying this just to play with that. I'm not upset about it at all, but apparently there was a feature on our club on spectrum sports uh, net or whatever their channel was called spectrum uh, one news. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. It was, it was posted on Facebook on the supporter group page. And one of the members on there said, Ooh, finally some media coverage. And it, me personally, I'm like, uh, what are we? I know we're not gigantic media, but we are some coverage, some sort of coverage of the club. Uh, yeah, nothing against it. I get it. It's 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 legit, big time media coverage, and not Dylan and Ray in a garage trying to uh, be experts. I don't know. Yeah, or a thirteen year old uh, who's about half a second late to a tackle, um, kicking some ankles, um, but. No, they actually reached out to the club, and uh, so we're we're making it to the big time, everyone. The club's getting legit, uh, which I think, Ray, works out for us at some point. You know, the bigger the club can get, the more media coverage they can get. Exciting for us because we will always be able to – other than Angels on Parade, Alicia out there, they've been covering the club longer. But we can legitimately say we were like the first entity that truly only covers Orange County Soccer Club be it uh, podcast form or even written form as we're trying to expand here. Uh, I've always wondered, you know, there's so many sports networks in Southern California. You got Fox Sports Net, Fox Sports Prime Ticket, uh, Spectrum Sports Net, and I, I think there's two Spectrum Sports Stations. So there's like four dedicated sports stations, and not one of them has up until now really been interested in covering Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, so big props. Good job, Spectrum. I'm excited to see that. I want to see more coverage. Make it happen. Dylan and I would be willing to come on and share our knowledge of the team uh, that we've experienced over the, the past, and me for the past like year, Dylan for the past few years. And yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll see more of it. I, I, I do not, it does not bother me one bit if the bigger entities come in and start covering it more. I ultimately just want to see this club get the 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 recognition, the coverage that they really deserve and the fans deserve to see because that just means more success for the team if if that can happen. See Dylan's speechless now that I've talked about all that. Yeah. Um something like that. <laughs> I just rambled on for for a bit of time there. It's it's generally how our podcast goes, so I'm not I'm not gonna shame you or anything. Yeah, don't shame me. Um, what do you got, Dylan? Do you have any interesting stuff you want to share with uh, our listeners, our watchers, our viewers? Yeah, well, that same day that um, Spectrum was there, uh, I happened to be there at training as well, so that was nice. Um, 
and, and just got to take a look at how things were shaping up and, and how everyone was uh, was doing. Guys are looking pretty fit. Um, it's preseason, but they were looking strong. And, um, you know, I, I talked to Aiden Quinn for a few minutes and he basically said, you know, um, I asked him, you know, you had a really successful 2018. How are you going to build upon that 2019? He said, it's nice to have that consistency with the core group back um, at this point. Uh, it's basically building that top end of the fitness and developing those relationships with those new guys, uh, making sure that it is a um, a team, um, that the group is is all together and, and working um, as one. And so hopefully these next few preseason games kind of lock that whole uh, idea and situation in and, and everything gets sorted out. Um, hopefully by the time that we end up in Reno and just what, just over a month now. So, you know, we don't look as tall of a team because we are, of course, going to uh, miss out on having Neil Schoeveld as he's retired, but... We got Walker uh, Hume. We got Walker Hume. Ray's beaming a little bit less than <laughs> I expected. Nah, there's there's the smile. Um, but we've got Walker Hume and a couple other guys that are pretty decently tall, but uh, Walker seems to be uh, maybe three or four inches taller than just about everyone else uh this season um and and that's fine you know hopefully we get another uh pacey center back with uh it's good with their feet um fill out the squad a little bit and, and get everything sorted and and hopefully a bit like last year everyone's firing all on all cylinders as the season gets going because we looked pretty strong at the beginning um of course we drew against phoenix the first match and uh, from that point on, had a pretty good run up until um, we ran into RGV in Texas. So if things shape up similarly, I think we'll be in a good spot. And even if they don't, I think uh, uh, Braden Cloutier will be, uh, how do I put this, hounding them in, in training and on the pitch to make sure that they do get back up to that level. Because with the core that we have and the signings that we brought in, we should easily be at the level that we were last year, if not uh, anymore. Uh, or any higher that is. Yeah, this uh, upcoming season, I'm expect. I mean, it, it's literally one of these things where the club definitely has to make the playoffs with what they've brought back in talent, and with some of these signings that they've made. It's it's one of those things where anything other than like a Western Conference uh, repeat, Western Conference appearance repeat, is going to probably be considered a letdown or. Uh, considered a disappointment. It, it, they, they haven't just sat around. It's something we've talked about in the past. Typically, USL clubs do not bring a lot of players back, and Orange County's done a good job of bringing back some players. And, and they've brought back some players that we weren't quite expecting when we talk about, like, a Kevin Alston coming back to the squad that wasn't expected. You know, a lot of fans were expecting he's gone, he's going to be in the MLS next season. And even before Aiden Quinn was re-signed, uh, rather soon, uh, I, I believe it was even while, if not while we were still in the playoffs, uh, shortly thereafter, I can't remember the date exactly, but those players were players that probably late last season fans were not expecting to see back on the roster because of how well they had performed. And uh, the thought was they're probably going to get some sort of offer from an MLS club. Luckily for Orange County, it didn't happen. Or if it did, they and they just wanted to stay back. Great. It's awesome. Uh, this this team brought back some key players and I, I I'm excited for it. And with what they've brought back, I know there's other teams that have brought back some or brought in some key pieces or brought back some key pieces. You know, Phoenix out there looks very strong again this year with some of the players that they've brought in or brought back. But I'm expecting a lot of orange out of orange County, as long as we can get a quality, uh, a first team quality goalkeeper and a, another quality uh, center back to to pair with Walker Hume, and other than that, I mean, it's it's a pretty good, decent squad. So I'm definitely excited for it. I mean, I don't, I don't have too much to add there. I think you've pretty much nailed it. <laughs> um, you know, I think that the team's shaping up well. Um, what's going to be on the pitch is is shaping up well, and and hopefully we've got enough uh, support off the pitch this year um to back that up uh we're getting a little bit more media coverage and so hopefully that means maybe a little bit more money coming into the club and 
and maybe we can get a bigger player. Um, hopefully that money that goes through and uh, we can, you know, sign a guy who's on uh, a bigger wage. Um, you know, we're never going to have the budget that the, the big clubs, we're not going to be spending like Indy did. Uh, we're not going to be spending like uh, Phoenix does. Um, and that's all right. And if anything, it's it's uh, even more impressive the amount of success that uh, Cloutier and uh, company, because there are so many coaches, um, and I do not want to butcher all of their last names, um, <laughs> the amount of success that they have brought with such a small budget and uh, such little time. Uh, I mean, even last year they said they were surprised that uh, developing to the system that Cloutier wanted to play worked so um so quickly so you know kudos to the coaching staff and the and the players um for getting to this point and hopefully you know the rest of it follows hopefully the money follows and uh we get something good and something something of a dynasty um going in orange county because you know the other sports teams in orange county are not in any sort of place <laughs> to be doing that anytime soon they had their chances and uh now they're kind of on the, the downturn of that. And uh, Angels fans, you can at me. Um, the Angels fans or the Angels ownership wasted their chance. And uh, Corey Perry is old and bad at hockey. So. Yeah, the, the, the one thing that sort of sucks with everything is I do not feel Orange County fans will ever really be able to truly embrace a small market feel, which is what Orange County Soccer Club is. Um it's disappointing in that it's it's sort of sad because orange county has got themselves a nice uh thing going with soccer in orange county uh, you don't have to drive to carson you don't have to drive to la to see some good soccer orange county actually is bringing out some good soccer for you guys uh you know sh- share this i i know most of you do that listen especially the local people you do share as much as you can about this this love this team with your friends your family trying to bring in new fans uh, i know just listening to some of you guys on the chat boards uh speaking with you guys personally there's some of you that do your best and you try really hard to get new fans in there let's keep this up let's grow this fan base because again like dylan said this is potentially turning out or or growing into something really really solid with this club and uh it's a definitely a good opportunity to try and bring in some some new fans and and convert some new fans over from maybe some of the the bigger clubs or even from these other sports like Dylan said that are struggling at this point. So, and beyond uh, that, we've got a really good. It's not a we don't have anyone playing this season from one of these schools, but UCI's got a great uh, soccer team. They've got a great supporters group as well. So you know, I'm hoping we can tap into. A few of those guys, um, and, and of course, uh, women as well. Um, they, I mean, they went out for a collegiate, I think it was quarterfinal, and, and sung their hearts out. So, you know, getting those people out and having fun and developing that sense of community um, is going to be well, huge for us. We do have a link with them because we have Rafa Espinosa, who is now going to be one of those anteaters out there in Irvine. You know, he was signed with the club mid last season. So there are, is that tie there. So we could potentially convince some of those fans you know, to, to jump on board. Come help support your local professional soccer team. That's a true local team. It's not a team that's throwing money at players to try and get whoever you can get. It's truly a team that's looking to develop a, a good squad, a mix of local talent with some solid USL players. But we're not we're never going to be that squad that's going to throw out money to the big names like a Drogba or, you know, whoever else you can think of. That's just the first name that came to my mind, but never going to be that team, but we're going to be a team that's going to have some quality players like an Aiden Quinn, like a Kevin Alston and bring in some of these young, the, these young local players. I mean, you look at it last year, we had players like uh, Gio Ramos Cadoy. We had players like uh, um, who else was a local player from last season. I can't, man, my mind's just blowing me right now. Dylan, help me out with this. Um, you mentioned him a little bit earlier. Um, yeah. But of I'm course, sure. Ami Pineda. Yeah, Ami Pineda. There um, we go. Uh, that's probably the biggest one. I know he'd yeah. be the biggest impact for us. Mats Bierman was another product of uh, of UCI. UCI. And neither of those guys I've seen training um, with the club so far. So 
Uh, I would imagine that we're probably not going to see them back, given that it's just over a month until the official start of the season. So I guess those guys will be pretty big, uh, <laughs> pretty big losses for us, I think. But um, given the players that we've signed and now the amount of midfielders that we have yeah there probably wasn't gonna be a place for them um which is unfortunate because i think they were um i mean i've seen ami play uh both for for orange county and and for uh, and during his collegiate career as well and he was extremely talented so i'm hoping you know those guys both land on their feet and uh and still get some playing time still develop as players and you know ideally they get a little bit um, more developed and a little bit more consistent and of course a little bit better and we see them back in uh, orange and black as soon as possible um, but yeah I mean when, with the amount of midfielders that we currently have signed it's hard to say <laughs> it's like, hard yeah it's great they're local guys um, but it's clear this uh, the ownership and, and the coaching staff trying to take this club to the next level and so uh, holding on to those guys to develop is a little bit counterintuitive with the counterintuitive with the budget that we've got at the moment. Um, and so on that same page, I would imagine, and we've basically heard as much from the coaching staff and, and from the ownership, we should probably see Aaron Cervantes playing a good amount this year. Um, you know, he's, he's made uh, youth national team appearances at training camps. And I think now this year is going to be the one where he, he plays to further develop um Getting professional minutes and see what happens. Uh, he's our, you know, he's kind of our big local talent. He's going to be with the club. So are you are you uh, penciling him in as right now our number one goalkeeper heading into the season? I think what? what's going to happen um, is we're most likely going to platoon um, keepers this year. Um, it's not ideal. Uh, it's not exactly what I think would be the best, but obviously. Um, my opinion doesn't <laughs> hold too much effect with uh, the guys up um, at the top of the food chain with the club. Uh, and it's undeniable that Aaron needs uh, match experience to really develop as a player. So it's great that they're going to give it to him. Um, and I think they recognize that someone uh, that young is, is not ready, especially as a goalkeeper, is not yet ready for you know, 35 to 40 games um, at the back and organizing a defense, you know, week in, week out, sometimes a couple times a week. Uh, so I think we'll see another uh, another goalkeeper come in. Um, you know, we've got a bunch on trial right now. I imagine one of them will probably end up signing and, and they'll uh, kind of platoon based on, you know, probably who's doing best in training and, and who's fit at the moment. And then, of course, you know, we'll probably expect Aaron to go out and um, – get some time with the U18s on the national team again. And so we'll have that, that other keeper there to back us up. So it's curious to see what's going to happen. Um, you know, I'm hoping for Andre to come back no matter what, but it kind of seems like the club's <laughs> leaning in the other direction at the moment. So that's a, it's a big loss and it's a bit frustrating as a fan to see a guy that uh, the fans loved and that uh, he seemed to love um, the fans and the club. And of course, you know, Orange County. Um, so I'll be curious to see where he goes. Um, be curious to see if it's going to be a, 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 maybe an MLS third choice um, or who comes back. So who knows what to expect, really? You know, um, with Aaron Cervantes, I, I, I don't think that's a bad option as a goalkeeper. He may not be ready, for, like you said, he may not be ready for like full time starting a 30, you know, to 40 game a match season or 30 matches a I can't speak right. He he may not be ready for 30 matches in a season or 30 to 40 matches in a season, but he has glimpses of of, of quality play there. I mean, you you I I'm sure any fan, especially like the supporters that have sat right there on the bleachers right behind the goal, when you see him out there war, uh warming up or getting some some practice time in there either at halftime before the match or not, he shows some glimpses of some really solid goalkeeping out there. And the fact that he's been on the U18 teams and, and, and been part of the U S men's team future, basically uh, is good. It's, it's something that there's something in this guy 
that means or, or that leads people to believe that he's going to be something of a good goalkeeper in the future. So um, maybe there's something with him that, that the club wants to develop him and, and see what he's got in him and, and see if he becomes that, that, that young player that they could just sort of build a defense around. I personally would love to see it. I, I just, maybe in my mind, I was thinking one more year before he gets that opportunity, uh, but maybe just circumstances with, with what's available for the club and with him there, maybe it needs to happen a year sooner and, and who knows, maybe we're going to find out he's just this amazing in-game goalkeeper and he, we're all going to be loving him by the end of the season, just like we did Andre Rolls last season. Yeah, I think that's pretty true. And and honestly, I think, um, of course, Tab Ramos, the U20 national team manager, I think he was told um, a few weeks ago that he's not allowed to take any uh, regular MLS players with him to the uh to the 20 world cup so i think he's most likely going to be looking at guys um like aaron cervantes um maybe not necessarily as the starters because of course aaron's from the age group um below at the current moment but maybe as a backup um and that'll be of course huge huge experience for him mm-hmm. um yep you know the stage for a youth player doesn't necessarily get any bigger than that so that'll be a big uh, and a huge uh boost of course to his confidence and to his uh to his experience as well so i wouldn't be surprised if we see one of those situations um so you know we'll have to have three goalkeepers just because we're most likely going to have aaron playing some we'll have someone else and we'll need that backup in case one of the two is injured or for when aaron's um with the national team but yeah it's a really good program it's a really good problem to have i think i Totally agree. I, I'm excited for it. I just want to see what, what other names the club will be able to bring in as a goalkeeper. Uh, so that way, when Aaron's not available, or if, if Aaron sort of struggles early on, I, I would love to have at least someone that you can feel comfortable with back there. Or, you know, like Andre Rawls. So, like uh, Andre, Andre Rawls, yeah. James is listening, or if Oliver's listening, please. <laughs> Make it happen, James. Please, Make it please, happen. Please, please uh, bring Andre back. Andre, if you're listening to our podcast, if you ever have listened to our podcast, or if anyone that listens to this knows Andre, let him know. Hey, Andre, put up a fuss. We want you back. Don't for oh my god, don't tell him to kill his career to come play for it. Like, <laughs> I'm messing. Go steal Tim Howard's job, Andre. I'm messing. I'm messing. Some yeah. old washed up old man. You know, hey, if somehow Andre Rolls becomes a starting goalkeeper out there in Colorado, I would be stoked. I would follow that team just to watch him out there and see his his success. Uh, you know, the fans love Andre Rawls and if he can make that happen, that would be freaking awesome. And, and I would be one of the people out there watching him have that success. You know, I, I want the best for Andre Rawls. He was an amazing person. He, he supported, he was really great with the fans. He was awesome with us when we got opportunities to talk with him last season. Uh, I, I wish him nothing but the best, but of course the selfish part of me, I want him back in orange County. And I want anything that can be done to make it happen to happen. So, yeah, no, I think that's pretty fair. Um, and if you guys need your Andre Rawls fix, he will be here in May on May nineteenth. He'll be up in Carson, um, of course, uh, barring uh, no transfers or loans anywhere. He'll be with the Rapids uh, May nineteenth up in Carson, and you can make it to that game because we do not have one. So, uh, I'll see you guys there. All right, so I, I think we've gone. I mean, we've turned what was pretty much a no-topic episode, you know, one thing to talk about really in the new signing of Connor Gordon, a possible little bit about preseason matches, but those are difficult to preview because you really don't know what to expect out of that. We turned it to almost an hour here, so that's pretty awesome. Let's do this. Uh, let's get into just our, our random thoughts. I'm sure Dylan has a book he's been dying to tell you guys about or a poem or whatever it may be. So Dylan, uh, go ahead and share your random thought. Um, yeah, you know, I've actually, um, I've been away from reading for a little bit. I think last week I gave a, uh, a recommendation for a TV show. I think it was Peaky Blinders last week. Um, been training a little bit more despite the rain. So I'm actually going to give a, a podcast recommendation. So after you finish up with our podcast, uh, you can get one of um, some other substance, uh, completely out of left field, the uh, Beef and Dairy Network podcast. Um, what the? <laughs> which is not only for um, 
news about the beef and dairy industry. But, uh, you know, just all that good stuff and some political backgrounds of all that fun stuff. Um, and if that's not up your your alley, which is unsurprising if it's not, um, I'd recommend the... Yeah, I'd recommend the live album um, Gregory Allen Isakov with the Colorado Symphony Orchestra. Uh, it's amazing. You can find some of the songs on YouTube or you could just go and purchase the music like a normal human being. Um, well worth it. And if that's not your type because that's a little bit too soft for you, then I'd highly recommend uh, any of John Bellion's music, but especially either Glory Sound Prep or The Human Condition. And would you be so lots of things to listen to? If I told you I've never heard of any of those things, would you be surprised? No, um, but I would say you're missing out. All right, so let's go with this. Uh, you, you brought up some sort of music stuff going on there, apparently, or at least things to listen to. Uh, let's let's go with this. Uh, I got the opportunity this weekend to see not one but two separate concerts. One of them was amazing. Well, both of them were amazing. One of them was a gigantic, you know, final tour of music, and that's for Elton John at the Forum. I went out there on Friday evening. Uh, my wife and I, I, I bought her tickets for Christmas because it's one of the artists she's always wanted to see. We went out there. Dude, Elton John puts on a show, uh, like two hours and 45 minutes of just him. There was no openers. It was just Elton out there, just, well, and his band, but it was him rocking out on that piano, and he was rocking out on that piano like he's, you know, still a young guy. I think he's like 71 years old now, and he's just out there giving massive performances. It's his farewell tour. I believe he will be out at the Honda Center in September. Probably will be your last chance ever to see him live, uh, at least locally. So if if you like music in general, you know, especially like, you know, popular music, uh, and or and or if you're a fan of Elton John, what was, go out there. What was it? Popular music? Well, you know. Music that is on like the Billboard charts. I, I whatever you mentioned, Dylan. I can't remember the no names you mentioned. No, hey, total respect for it. I'm just saying, if you're a fan of the music that's like the Billboard chart type music, like the Hot 100, or or, or whatnot, or or you know, classic whatever Elton John falls under, classic rock, I guess. Even let's just say, if you want to go see him in his final tour in Odyssey, huge. Hugely recommended. Even if you only know a couple songs of of his, he's awesome. He put on a pretty good show. Uh, the other concert I saw this weekend was the next day on Saturday. This past Saturday, I went down to the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano uh, to watch the performance of the Dan Band. Uh, I don't know, Dylan, if you know who the Dan Band is. I do because you told me about them last week. So did I? Was it on yeah. here? No, it was okay. afterwards. Um, so the Dan Band. If you've watched like The Hangover or uh, old school, they're like the wedding band that's on there, you know, cussing in the songs and 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 whatnot. Uh, it was pretty pretty awesome. The, if you haven't been to the Coach House, it's a lot smaller than the Forum, probably about three fifty to four hundred people in there at the max, I would assume. And dude was funny as funny as heck. You know, I can't really share some of the stuff he was he was doing, but uh, awesome. If you ever if you like funny stuff, go check him out. It was pretty cool. Uh, um, but yeah, I had an amazing music weekend, Elton John, the Dan band. And then now I'm just still trying to recover from it, even though it's Tuesday already, I, I'm still mad exhausted from it. Cause a bunch of other crazy stuff happened in between all that with my, one of my sons getting sick. And basically I made like three trips back and forth to North orange County, La Mirada. Uh, well, La Mirada is LA County, but out towards La Mirada and Cyprus because he was sick and transferring back and forth and all that stuff. But no, if you ever get a chance, if, if you like Elton John or if you just like music, go check him out at, at the Honda Center in September. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see a damn man, go check it out. Yeah, and if you don't want your kids to be sick, I don't know, like stay up to date on all that fun stuff. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so I, I think at that point, it's time to end this. We we did a good job, Dylan. Awesome job and come out with stuff to talk about for, for about an hour here. Uh, as Dylan said, we are part of the Beautiful Game Network. BGN.FM is a chance or is the place where you can go to not just find our podcast, but many other soccer podcasts. They've, they're they adding new, new soccer podcasts all the time, and there's a lot of great podcasts on there. A lot of them, we've had guests on our show, uh, John McAluso, uh, 
1868 weekly was one of those guests we've had a few times and there's many others i just can't think of at the moment uh check out our friends at angels on parade uh, alicia over there uh does a good job of covering orange county um i think that's about it so let's do this uh, let's see Dylan. you all on friday night <laughs> and next come Tuesday, out friday night and next saturday support your club and a saturday after that yes yes just c- come out to basically just show up to the great park every day and hope that there's a, a soccer match and or if not <laughs> every day I, or look at the schedule and find out when they're playing and show up. or look at the schedule yeah get your voice yeah, ready that. for the season everyone we'll see yes. you out there on the 16th if not on the ninth, that would be nice. <laughs> uh Until so next for- week for Dylan, this is Ray in the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.